Supernatural Explorers. Welcome to episode 12, Vortexes, Portals, and Padre Pio. This episode, I speak of my encounters with vortexes and portals throughout my life, including visiting some present-day spots and really so much more. I can't even believe how much I packed into this episode. This journey all starts with the late, great Saint Padre Pio, one of my absolute faves. Let's go in. What's the real difference between a vortex and a portal? I want to see what I feel and then start to assign attributes to a definition. But if I had to go off the back, vortex is an energy center. That's one way. And I feel like the energy there is supernatural. However you want to define that. It's not energy that you feel in other places or even just the niceness of being out in nature of the woods. It's a concentrated area of super energy. (laughs) Gives you the sense of like other planes, higher planes even. That's why I'd like to use vortexes. I'd like to keep vortexes positive. has a positive connotation to me. Portals, on the other hand, speaks port. That's probably... There's probably some Latin people out there. Well, port is something, something related to door. (laughs) I'm just making stuff up. Or I'm pulling stuff out of my past memories. Not that I took Latin. So the portal to me is like a door. A doorway. Between some planes of existence. Where without this doorway, these planes don't normally have a doorway. So it's like an interdimensional, interplane doorway. Which... I'm sure requires a certain amount of energy to hold, but it's it's different than a vortex. I think you, you walk through a portal, you walk into a vortex, meaning you, you sit in its energy and you can feel its energy, but you don't go anywhere per se. Where a portal is for things to go back and forth through. Eh, I guess that's how we'll go we'll fly with that one. And Padre Pio. We'll see how he's related into the story. Tell you right off the bat, he's one of my faves been with me my whole life. You know what? Nah, I want to go in order. I actually was very responsible and wrote an outline. So why not stick to that outline? <laughs> Let's do that. So vortexes and portals can be large, small, positive, and negative. Those were my preliminary thoughts without going too deep into it. And I know I talked about, I think I called it a vortex, but I think it was really more like a portal, a doorway. I talked about it, I think it was my pilot episode when I talk about the dog and the Weasley spirit that was putting the dog to bad use. And I said there was something in the house. Well, I found some notes. I can't even believe it. I was so happy. So I'm going to follow along as to how this unravels in my life to today. And when I get to the part in the timeline where I talk about the dog and the Weasley spirit, I'm going to read what I wrote there. And then I'll assign it for real. Oh, yes, so that would be a portal. It was a doorway. Oh, no, that was a vortex. It was an energy center. But again, uh, I want to keep vortexes positive. Portals can be anything. And if I find energy centers that are negative, so maybe there's another name for that. Don't want to use vortexes. Okay, before we jump into vortexes, portals, and Padre Pio, which is also going to talk about places of power, which I'll get into, I had someone reach out to me through the old anonymous channels and they wanted me to check them. 
So this is my work I was formerly doing and that I still dabble in when I get occasional requests through the old channels. This is from Elise. I'm going to read what she wrote to me. I work in healthcare and with the geriatric population. Needless to say, really faced with death and dying on a daily basis. Very sad, but a reality. Sometimes I find my inner voice to be somewhat dark and depressing, although I feel my general attitude is happiness and joy. So it throws me off. Why do I go to these dark places at times? So with that said, can you read me? See if I've picked up something along the way. So yes, I would be happy to help you. Elise and I sent a few emails back and forth. She gave me permission to do this, read this, put a reading on the show. So thank you very much, Elise. And let's go right in on Elise first, help her out, and then we'll get to Vortex's portals and places of power. So let's help a girl out. Um, this was fascinating. I don't know. I have to look how long I was gone for. <laughs> I feel like I was gone for 10 minutes. That's a, and you know, that's a long time. I have to put this all together. Let me f- tell you what I felt first. And it was uh, so, everything happens for a reason. Everything ha- is happening exactly the way it's supposed to. Elise, when she wrote me, and then I wrote her back, and she got back to me, took a little while, let's say a week or two. And and there's no, people get back to me when they get back to me. It doesn't matter. But she had mentioned something about, oh, my email causes me problems, something like that. So had she got back to me a week ago, or had she got back to me a, a day or two after I wrote her, then she would have been in, included in a earlier show, because I don't want to leave anybody hanging. <laughs> so now I'm doing the show on Vortex's portals, Padre Pio, Places of Power, and her energy felt very vortexy. So again, let me describe what I felt and then why I say that. Most people, you know, how do I feel them? About the size of me. Bigger or smaller to a greater or lesser degree, but not by a lot. It's most everyone. Elise's energy, her spirit is where I think I was connected to. And when I merge with people, and if people have something they need to work on, I'm not merged with all of them and then I have to figure out what's wrong. I'm usually taken to the issue. Except, especially if somebody says, I think I have an issue. Can you help me with this issue I think I have? Can you help me with this imbalance I think I have? I'm taken to that so that the help can be done. So when I first connected with her, I felt like I was connected to the level of spirit. And I say that because emotions, mental activity, physical stuff, I'll all definitely feel within me for most people. And so if I feel something that's significantly outside of that, I know I'm dealing with spirit because spirit has no bounds. Spirit has no limitations. Spirit has no plane of existence or anything that can hold it. Spirit can move and go anywhere and be anything. It's the true definition of free will. So when I feel something that feels like it's like shooting up into the sky, like a column and I didn't see light, but it, like a column of light, I know I'm not dealing with 
some physical person who's a hundred feet tall or something like that. I know I'm being connected with somebody's spirit. So to me, that felt vortexy, a thin column of energy coming down, like but it didn't feel right. It felt, at first I was thinking, what am I dealing with here? And I was leaning towards dark spirit attachment, but it didn't have intelligence or consciousness to it. And next time, when I come across something that does have intelligence, well, people have intelligence. How do, yeah, that's interesting. How do I know the difference between intelligence and non-intelligence? Like, wow, there's so much information. I can read it, but I'll try and describe how I know the difference between intelligence and non-intelligence. This energy I felt, I was thinking, wow, is this some kind of dark entity? It feels so large. Like, this does not feel like a person. But I didn't feel intelligence to it. And so why would have someone have a huge column of spiritual energy that's on on the slightly darker, slightly imbalanced side of things. Well, from what I understand from Elise, joyful, happy. Hey, if you work in healthcare with the elderly, you're an angel on earth as far as I'm concerned, loving soul. So if someone is in that field and they're caring and wanting to help and to heal as much as possible, then that becomes your will. That becomes your wish, so to speak. And the part of us, most of us know least about is our spirits. And so physically, if you're tired, you'll feel that in your body. Mentally, if you're tired, you can, maybe your thoughts will become sluggish. You can't think straight. You'll know. Emotionally tired. I imagine that's a combination of mental and physical exhaustion. Heavy-hearted, maybe. What does spiritually tired look like? What if you're in your caring for people and your desire to help and your will and setting your intention to help, you're pulling small amounts of kind of spiritual residue off of them. And through time, over time, you're kind of collecting that. And then it's building up in a part of you that you have least knowing about like yeah, physically you can feel emotions you can feel mentally you can think and feel how do you feel your spirit how do you know how your spirit's doing and yeah so her description of what's going on what are and i'm feeling at a spirit level makes total sense i bet mentally she's great emotionally she's great physically she's great and based on what she said not what i what i felt um, if she feels happiness and joy most of the time great but on the times when she's in spirit more, because she has this stuff kind of attached to her, and it's not entities or spirits, it's like, yeah, spiritual residue. What would, yeah, I guess it's a good question. What's an example of what would cause spiritual residue? Well, there's definitely at least, there's definitely layers to us. And as you grow and evolve, out with the old and with the new, could be as simple as that. And everything we do, I think, has a spiritual component, a mental component, an emotional component, a physical component. Everything affects everything. Everything's related. So it took 10 minutes to clear that out. And now I'm going to go back in and see how Elise feels and hopefully be able to feel the other layers of her. But Elise, you have a 
powerful spirit. We are all given different gifts, different levels of gifts, different kinds of gifts. And if you're working with people because you want to be helping people and healing people, whatever that means, you definitely have the spiritual force. Um, You're tapped in. I mean, we all have the potential to be different things, but you are actually spiritually very powerful. Let's go see what you feel like now that we get all that residue crap off. Oh yeah, so if you don't have, and who has a who has a daily spiritual practice of cleansing? You know, you could think, well, I go to bed at night and that rests my mind and uh, I do things that in, in nature and that soothes my emotions and sleeping itself, I, I try to eat the right foods, that takes care of my body. What do people do to take care of and cleanse their spirits? I mean, you could say components of all the other stuff, the mental, emotional, physical, all contributes to the care of our spirits. But if you just took your spirit and separated it from all those other things, what do you do for that? And again, because spirit can be anything, the best thing to do for spirit is visualizations. What I would recommend, what I'm going to recommend for Elise, is she comes up with some kind of visualization. I love this visualization. I used this one for years. Imagine Niagara Falls but it's light and you're same size you and Niagara Falls the same size Niagara Falls and you're standing below it and that's how much light is pouring through you 24-7 cleansing you at all times I imagine if Elise did that visualization alone and just reminded herself that even when I'm not thinking about it I have free will in my spirit that's how I'm setting my spirit in motion light flowing through me love flowing through me cleansing me all the time guarantee If I checked her even a year from now, she'll have no residue attached to her the way I felt at all just now. Guarantee it. So let's go in and check her. Ah, she feels great. I don't feel any residue. I don't feel anything. Ah, there's a lesson in everything. Now that I just feel her all balanced out, I don't feel that column of residue anymore. So, what's the lesson in all this? Yeah, of course, there's the lesson of learning how to cleanse your spirit. But the other lesson in is, had she not collected all the residue that populated all of her spirit, was filling up all the potentiality of her spirit, filling it up, filling it up, filling it up. I wouldn't have felt the potential of her being a column of light, a column of spirit. Clean, I don't feel that column. I just feel her like I feel everyone else, mostly inside myself. So the residue, the so-called problem, which is really the opportunity, pointed out her potentiality. And now that that, if I just, if she was clean and said, can you just check my aura? I'm clean, but I want to check. I wouldn't have felt that. So now I know and Elise knows her potential. Yeah, that was great. Elise, very nice to meet you. Very nice to work with you. I hope you're feeling better, different, lighter. And I hope this was helpful for you. Okay, let's get on to what the main topic was tonight. Vortexes, portals, and Padre Pio.
which also include places of power. I really appreciate the encouragement I got for this episode from the universe, from the last episode, signs to Dan Aykroyd. My friend Devlin had asked me, why'd you want to meet Dan Aykroyd though? Why were you excited about meeting Dan Aykroyd? You heard the commercial on the radio and you just wanted to meet him? You left that part of the story out when I was telling him the story and I was like, oh, I wanted to meet him because I heard about his UFO experiences and he's an experiencer. He actually telepathically had a communication come in. That's why I wanted to meet him. I was more excited about that than anything else. And you know, I'm thinking about all this stuff and into all this stuff. And so when I heard him on the radio and I felt like it was a sign, I was like, I got to go meet him. And then when I'm there to see all the Ghostbuster people and Ghostbuster vehicles, so many people cosplaying. I don't know if that's the right use of the term. No, nobody was playing. Everyone was just dressed up. I didn't see anybody pretending to shoot streams in the sky. So just dress up, I guess. When I saw those people, I was like, oh, yeah, I wanted to do Sean Vortexes. And here is encouragement that Ghostbusters is about a vortex. Well, not a vortex. I guess that would have been a portal because it was a doorway and it was negative. So Ghostbusters at the end has a doorway in it. Zool and all that. So I'm like, ah, this is encouragement in addition to everything else that night turned out to be. This is encouraging me to do my show that I wanted to do. Here we are. So let's start from the beginning. How vortexes came into my life and have been in my life and then my experience with them. When I learned Reiki 1, like 19 years ago maybe I learned Reiki Level 1. Reiki Level 1 is, you learn this symbol, it's a spiral. It's a spiral symbol, and if you made it 3D, that's what a vortex would look like. But 2D on a piece of paper, it's just a spiral. And when I finished Reiki 1, and I couldn't feel the energy for 30 days, I just learned the information and was practicing, but couldn't feel anything. I can't remember, and I didn't keep any kind of notes back then, but it doesn't matter because the magic is ridiculous. Sometimes very soon after I learned Reiki 1, and it may have been right after I learned it, or it may have been right when I started feeling the energy, it was only 30 days after. We were living in Connecticut at the time, in Branford, Connecticut, lived by the woods, spent a lot of time in the woods, and I would build a fire every night. Built the fire one night soon after learning Reiki 1, and as soon as the fire lit on the back wall of the fireplace, a fire a spiral appeared. Probably about eight inch in diameter spiral. And Jen was in the room. And I was like, oh my God, Jen, look. And she saw it too as it was starting to phase out. As it was starting to disappear. And that was supernatural. And to me, I took it as a sign of greater things to come with Reiki. Whatever that meant. Unless that appears for everyone who takes Reiki level one. I don't know. Or some cool thing happens for everyone who takes Reiki level one. That blew me away. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And looking back on it, I see, oh, the spiral's like the vortex. It's a sign for the vortex. Then my first experience with the vortex was probably like two years after that. So I'm definitely a Reiki master at this point. And when I learned Reiki, when you learn something new, that's a healing modality. Imagine most people... Probably, maybe like Elise, like, I want to heal, I want to help, I want to do more, I want to do more. I remember going to a movie one night, 
It was on Long Island, Farmingdale, me, Jen, the in-laws. And I don't know if I cared about the movie. If I was more... Ah. (laughs) I don't think Twilight was out then. It was probably some movie I didn't really care about and I was going to be a good sport. So my mom was probably half somewhere else. So I was sitting down to watch the movie. And I have my hands palms up because I know that hands palms up is open. Opens me up to the energy. Energy can come out. Energy can come in. I'm just thinking, I want to connect with the energy of the movie theater. And when the lights got dark and the movie started, I felt the vortex of energy in coming in to my left hand. I could feel the energy of it as physical as anything. Just energy coming into my hand in a very concentrated fashion. And it felt like as it went up, it just the cone just got wider up to like the ceiling in the movie theater. I couldn't see it, but that's what it felt like. Exactly what it felt like. No less than that. And I just probably closed my eyes. Or maybe I left my eyes open if anyone was looking. <laughs> Whatever was normal but comfortable enough. And I just imagined, oh, I'm, I'm vortexing the energy. Well, left is receiving. To me, left's receiving, right is giving. I'm sucking in any of the the bad energy from anybody in here and helping to release it and heal it. And I felt like that went on for 25 minutes, half hour. Ask me to remember what movie we saw. That was some supernatural happening. Happening. And it was amazing. So that was my first experience of a vortex. Then about nine years ago, I'm rereading Autobiography of Yogi. I'm a believer. Believed every word in that book. Everything in that book. There's parts in that book where things appear. Something appears to his mom. She was very spiritual. She's praying once and something like appeared to her in her hands. Between her praying hands. Some kind of charm or something. So since I believed everything in that book. I believed in the possibility of things appearing. Okay. This sidetracks a little. But within two minutes I'll get back onto Vortexes. During that time, definitively within a week of rereading that book and believing everything's possible, I'm at my sewing machine, and I remember I was sewing drapes for the back garage door window because they didn't have any, and I was just taking a piece of t-shirt cloth, folded over like an inch of it, and I was sewing it around a pole for drapes, makeshift drapes. Then I was using New York Yankee blue because my wife still loved the Yankees at that point. Sewing machines have a thread above and they have thread below. You can see the thread above, can't see the thread below. I'm very particular about things. I don't use different color threads. <laughs> if I'm doing a Yankee blue thing, hey, maybe it would have been cool to do white pinstripes. But I wasn't thinking that. I'm like, blue gets blue and blue. So blue cloth gets the blue thread above and the blue thread below in the bobbin. And that's how it goes. So, I'm sewing this on the sewing machine. I'm all done. I cut the thread loose. And then I was going to take the thread out because I was going to do something else next of a different color. And I go to pull the bobbin out of the bottom. And it's green. Green thread. All green thread. And I immediately knew that that was 
whatever spirits, guardian angels, angels who saw an opening of more belief in me in reading that book, capitalizing it and saying, you believe, you believe, you know, you believe. Here's a little gift. Here's a little present. That's so supernatural. And I try to look at it from every logical angle. Because even in my belief, I was like, I can't even believe because I did believe. It just blew my mind. I still have that drape. There's no green thread on the other side of the drape. And there's no way. The only possibility is that I wound blue thread over green thread and, and I would never do that. Way too anal for that. And it ran out exactly with the last bit that went into the cloth and it ran out. (laughs) There's no way. I know myself. I would never wrap one thread about another thread. And there's no way. That was the supernatural thing that happened. Crazy. I still have that thread in my magic drawer with my little dove charm from Pandemonium. So I have no idea where that came from either. So my stuff that appears magically, keeping a drawer, I'm blown away. In the book, Yogananda, the yogi, his master's master's master, is Babaji. I have the belief that when you reach high levels of spirit, they're all playing on the same team. There's no divisions. Everything becomes one. So as you get closer to one, everything's more like one. Babaji, to me, I believe is on this level. And I wanted to learn more. So I said, Babaji. I read autobiography of a yogi. This Babaji just appeared. I want to learn more. I want to know more. And I went on the internet probably an hour or two after that, forgetting my wish. But I was very into spiritual things at this point. I go to look something up, just like I look anything up. But I feel like this time, I got a hit that I never saw before. It was Swami dash center.org and I then learned about Vladimir Antonov his people and about places of power and all these spiritual things that totally blew my mind and opened my mind and led me on the path that led me to here that was the step that's where I learned about the importance of stilling my mind that's where I learned about places of power and went in search of places of power from there And places of power are places where spirits themselves, it's not just uh, there's crystals below and the magnetic field and like just blaming it all on scientific stuff. That's where a divine spirit goes out of their way to focus their intention and their energy on this plane of existence. So if you're walking in the woods and it's a special place and they made it a special place, you can go there and learn, grow, up your vibration, balance, center, connect, form a relationship. You can imagine what my belief is at this point. So I totally believed in places of power. So I was in search of places of power for years. And that first place of power I came across was at the National Center for Padre Pio in Bartle, Pennsylvania, in Berks County. It's weird. I've been crazy about Padre Pio since I read about him when I was eight years old and that's probably the first magic that ever came into my life. My mom took me to the library and they were having a book sale and she probably paid a nickel or a quarter for this book 
Strange Stories and Amazing Facts. And in it, I read about this monk, Padre Pio, who could bilocate. And there was healings that happened around him. And my eight-year-old mind totally bought into all that. So I was like, that's real. I, I, I believe that that's real. So Padre Pio has been with me my whole life. And he probably was the first to really open up my belief in a magical way. I love Padre Pio. I was in Pennsylvania for years at this point, And then I learned there's a, something called the National Center for Padre Pio. And it's an hour from my house. And I'm like, what? How did I never know about this? This is crazy. So I go there. They have a small chapel there. I go to the chapel. I sit, went into a meditative state, and immediately felt like I was in some kind of energy vortex. It was so balancing, enlightening, uplifting. I have no doubt that when my eyes closed, everything got lighter too. No doubt. So if you ever go to the National Center for Padre Pio in Bardo, PA, make sure you go to the little small chapel, the one with the statue of Padre Pio in it. And I've only experienced this in the first or second row. I've sat in further back rows if there was something going on when I got there and I couldn't sit in the front rows. I sat and then meditated and it's a very pleasant place. But the vortex I experienced was in the first or second rows. Out from my home, didn't care. I was going there three days a week. I was hooked. Searched for a place of power for years. I was going there three days a week <laughs> and experiencing Padre Pio's presence and the elevation and the vibration and just everything good, wonderful, and divine. It was an amazing experience. And then the next place of power I came across is, was a friend's house. They moved into a new house and we were visiting and we walked into this room and I felt it immediately. Like, I was like, wait a minute, there's something odd in this room. And they had a vortex right in their living room. And I would go there as often as I could. Then I remember meditating out back under my tree and just wishing and wishing and wishing. Like, why can't this be a vortex? Why can't this be a vortex? And seamlessly over time, like having that wish probably for a year, year and a half, I realize now that whenever I meditate, it's like a vortex is created. What I feel and what I experience and where I go, in quotes, is very vortexy. So hopefully I can take that and we're going to later in the show, yes, go to Amy's Land. I'm calling it Amy's Land. If you remember from our previous episode, we Erin uh, had reached out to me about her and daughter Amy and balancing them and checking on them and checking on the house. And in checking on the house, I was actually brought to the land below the house and the land below the house was wanky. It was off. It needed balancing. And... Aaron had suggested that, since it's not practical for Amy to move, suggested turning it into a vortex. And I never thought about that before. I thought about it for me personally, like I, I let my meditation space become a vortex. And now I experience, wherever I meditate, kind of vortexy. Why not? Why not try that? Yeah, we're definitely going to go to see what we can do about Amy. And on the way there... <laughs> I guess this is a preview. For curiosity's sake, I was listening to episode 26 of Strange Brow Radio. Tobe recently had on guest Joe Hauser of the Montana Vortex, a place where a lot of Sasquatch and supernatural experiences happen. 
I think for fun, for me to experience and then describe to you what a vortex feels like that has that kind of stuff going on, we're going to visit them on the way to Amy's land for curiosity and for fun. Then for a template for creating a healing, healthy vortex, I'm going to, from a distance, also visit the National Center for Padre Pio. When we get there, before I go in, I'm going to give you the very short history about how that place came about. And then we're going to take that and use that as a template to go over to Amy's land and try and recreate that there. And I'm definitely going to ask Padre Pio to come and help and assist with that for sure. He seems like the obvious choice since he obviously created the vortex, the place of power at the National Center for Padre Pio. Pews 1 and 2 and the little chapel for sure. I haven't been everywhere on the land, so there could be other places too, but in the little chapel, that's definitively where I felt it. Yeah, then we'll wrap up. So let's see how this all goes. So let's go back on with the story. Now we're at the next vortex I experienced, or not vortex, I'd call this more portal, when we were clearing the guard dog and the Weasley guy from that house. And I'm going to read, just to fill in more of the blanks, from my notes from that session. After the dog and the Weasley spirit felt like they moved on, something tried entering my room. Oh yeah, I forgot about this part. Nice. <laughs> something tried entering my room, like literally. Again, I connecting things from a distance, most things uh, stay out. I usually remember to throw up some kind of force field <laughs> or some kind of light field or some kind of... But I'm sure this happened during a time when I was doing this overtime, doing this 24-7, not caring for myself, not sleeping right, not eating right, and just burning the candle at both ends. I no doubt I forgot to throw up a little like, hey, nothing can come near me. So after the dog and the Weasley spirit moved on, something tried entering my room and I heard two loud rapping noises about three feet to the left of me. I remember that. That caught my attention. Like somebody was rapping on my house, like banging on my house, loud, three feet from me. It wasn't in my room, but it was pretty close to my room, and it's my sacred space, so back off. Chills ran up and down my spine, and my spirit team immediately removed the disturbance. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They caught me with my guard down a little, but I'm connected with my team, so all I have to do is think, hey, peeps. Immediately, that was gone. But, yeah, it snuck in. And then I go on to say... The energy field of the house had what felt like a giant tear or rip in it, which is the first time I've ever felt a tear in any energy field in 15 plus years I've been doing energy work. A tear is unnatural and as such has to be maintained to remain, otherwise it will return to a more natural state of flowing. Over five minutes the tear was repaired which then left what just felt like a wanky imbalanced energy. Another 7-8 minutes later, the energy was balanced but not necessarily flowing or healthy feeling. But not unhealthy either, just neutral. Which is way better than how it started. I'm curious if and how long it takes for the tear to reopen. Would like to prevent that. I remember going back a few times checking on that place. The tear didn't reopen. And then, I believe, and I'm gonna just, we'll go with this. When I encounter vortexes, because I'm defining that as positive places of power that are most likely, in my opinion, held by divine spirits open, that they stay open. They're in tune with the truth. They're in tune with divine, good, loving things. They're in tune with nature. 
However, a tear, as I describe it, which to me is like a portal, a doorway, those are unnatural. Those need a certain something to keep them open, in my opinion. That's what the theory I'm going to go with. We'll see how that plays out over time. Next tear, rip, portal I came across was when I was anonymous, I'd go on Reddit a lot. People were reaching out for help. I'd reach out back. And sometimes I'd read people's stuff and just kind of do stuff anonymously, not say anything. Somebody was talking about, I used to live somewhere, and a lot of hauntings, weird stuff, and a lot of bad vibes about this place they used to live at. I think it was in a country in the Middle East somewhere, something like that. I was thinking to myself, that sounds like a bad place, and maybe I had nobody reaching out personally at the time. And I loved doing the work. So I was like, hey team, can we go check out there please? I want to see what's going on there. (laughs) They took me there. And I can't find my note. And I apologize for that. I may have not have written a note because it was anonymous. And I wasn't even in communication with anyone. Definitely felt a lot of negative energy that felt like a doorway. Coming in and out. Like a doorway was opening and negative dark energies low energies just in and out flying in and out and i was like what the yeah we shut that place down you know what let's go visit it that was years ago let's go see how that place is doing if it's reopened i know somebody's keeping it open and they're messing around and then if that's the case uh we'll go visit the person who's keeping it open too or the spirit that's keeping it open Let's go check this area. That's great. Yeah, that's nice. I didn't know what I was going to expect. Just a neutral piece of land. Uh, and even a nice, a little bit of a nice vibe to it. A little bit of a, a little bit of a zhuzh, a little bit of an uplift to it. Slight, subtle, but mostly balanced and nice. That's good to know. It would have been horrible if I went back and it was open. To me, that would mean somebody or something that's not so nice is keeping that open. That'd be horrible. All right. Then the next doorway I felt, the next opening I felt is I heard of someone who's known to be possessed. This was about two years ago. Heard of somebody who's known to be possessed. And I felt like they weren't getting help. And I know they wanted help. And they weren't. Talking to me, they weren't asking me, but... And you guys can weigh on this one. Is this unethical? Someone's asking for help from other people and they're believing divine things and connected divine things and they're looking to help divine things. Is it unethical to... I have no no way of communicating with this person. Is it unethical to intercede? Felt in my heart like it was okay. I had to check this person out. I wanted to know. Can we help? We're doing this work. Can we help? And when I connected with the person, I realized why the person wasn't being able to be helped through traditional means is because they weren't just possessed, had a or two spirits connected to them. They had a doorway open in them. And that was the first time I felt a doorway inside a person. And I'm like, oh, if someone's trying to perform an exorcism and just get rid of a spirit or two... That, that's not what's going on here. If a doorway is open and say you want to get rid of a spirit, the spirit can just go on the other side of the doorway. And then the person can think, all right, it worked. We got rid of them. 
But if you didn't know there was a doorway to close the door and you're just asking for the spirit to be taken care of, the spirit is taken care of. The spirit's taking care of itself. Oh, they're looking to get rid of us. All right, we'll just go on the other side of the door till you leave and then we'll come back on the other side of the door again. So this person had a doorway open in them and that was why the attempts weren't working. But you know, I got, I got to check this person now. I can't bring something up and then just leave it. So let's check this person. I hope there's no doorway and I hope there's no attachments. I hope one day I can say who the person is. That'd be just nice for everyone. So then we could all know this person's okay. I'm not thrilled with what I'm feeling. I don't feel a doorway. This is what I feel. My energy feels very centered, like a column. Up and down, mostly my spine, kind of like midsection, my root to like my neck. Feels like a column of steady energy. And if I was just in a rush for whatever reason, I could think, wow, this feels good. This just feels good. But now, now, what I do know about this person They didn't come across to me as a person who was practiced in meditation or holding their energy this way. A lot can change in years. If this person is that and this is them practicing holding their energy then this way, good for them. Great. But this to me feels just just something fishy about it, something off about it. I'm going to sit with it longer. Wow, this makes more sense. Okay, I got the full picture. Wow. And a long time since I... (laughs) Well, hopefully if you're listening, you signed up for this. Archangel Uriel. Been a long time, Uriel. Yeah. This is what Archangel Uriel has done for me in the past and does for people who believe. A column of light a column of protection around people's cores. So, imagine there's a person who had a doorway of negativity open up in them where they were possessed and couldn't be helped. They receive help. The doorway's closed. And to make sure the doorway's not reopened again because they don't have the knowledge, the practice, the skills to do that, the education to do that, and because they have beliefs in things greater than them, an archangel comes in and goes, I'll help you out. I'll hold this. I will hold your... Oh, I'm getting the chills. Oh, and again and again. I'm gonna... And again. Thank you. <laughs> like it chills over and over and over again. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And first chill, sometimes second chill. And I just felt something touch my finger. This is so weird. First chill, second chill, I will... I'm still getting chills. First chill, second chill, I may shrug it off. It's just my chills. But then chills upon chills upon chills, I know I'm being visited. I know I'm being... Yeah, Archangel Uriel. He's happy. He's like... I feel like he's saying, you know, I know, Kurt. I know you didn't necessarily want to go there yet with the Archangel thing. Like naming us out by names, but I'm glad you did. Here's some... Here's some good juju, good juju, good juju. So, 
That's why I was baffled. If I do know somebody personally and their energy is always all over the place, it would be very odd if all of a sudden their energy is in a column. Like, wait, what's going on here? You don't, you don't know how to hold your energy that way. Why is your energy like that? What's going on? And it feels almost balanced. So her energy feels that way because it's being held this way. And I didn't see light. It's a more, you could have a column of light holding your your energy center, your spine, around the energy around your spine, if you can balance more, because then it doesn't need such a solid structure. This is very fascinating stuff. So in other words, the person feels good. They're being held by an archangel. I don't think I ever have to worry about this person. If I check back another time and I feel the same thing, and we'll call this person Uriel's person. That's how we'll refer to this person next time we check. If I check Uriel's person again and I still feel Uriel with this person, holding this person, protecting this person, I hope someday to find out that, to learn that, yes, this person is free and clear and good. That would be wonderful. All right. We are now up to date. Again, episode 26 of Strange Bower Radio. This was a really good episode. Interesting episode. Tobe talking with Joe Hauser of the Montana Vortex, where there's Sasquatch and supernatural experiences. Without further ado, let's go there. See what we feel. Right to the Vortex. Vortexes are very powerful. To merge with them, you have to be able to balance (laughs) at the level, a high level of balanced vibration. My vision definitely got brighter. Let me turn my phone up. My phone is turned over. <gasps> I thought my phone was turned up and I was seeing the light from my phone with my eyes closed. My phone is turned over. So, yep, uh, I'll tell you exactly what I see. I feel a column of energy coming through my head in a narrowing fashion, so like a tornado. So I can feel as it coming through me, it's going narrow. As it goes up, it gets wider. Vortex, uh, very vortexy feeling light. I can't tell how high up it goes, but I can feel a column of... I can't feel a swirl like a tornado. It feels more like a a very subtle sway. That's probably just because I can't go to the subtlety of if there was a spiral, I I can't feel that subtlety. So to me, it's almost like I could feel the outer part of the vortex and it just feels like a subtle sway. This is the kind of energy you could sit in all day long. Living in bliss... Being in bliss, yep, that feels a lot like that. Refreshing, rejuvenating. Yeah, I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> For you, it'll be short, but I'll be back in five. Even though I feel it coming through my crown, feel it head to toe and through me. It's like it's coming from top down right through me. Like a beam of light and just enlightening me. Everything's brighter with my eyes closed than it is when I open it in the room. That's a good way to tell when you're coming across a higher vibration of energy, a higher frequency, lighter. Come across something that's darker, uh, you don't have to worry, but (laughs) it's it's not the same as coming across something lighter, for sure. Both are different. Both take adjustment. But... The lighter is more pleasant for me.
Now, if this is what this energy feels like from a distance, oh, I got to go there someday and stand in this thing. I want to stand right in the middle of it. All right, I'll stop hanging out here. <laughs> wow. I wonder what... I mean, I, I can feel the energy structure of, of a certain level of subtlety. The, I'll even say the light structure, the spiritual structure. But I wonder physically what's going on there. The crystals below the surface, like certain metals. What physically makes a vortex more likely to occur? I bet you when divine spirits are saying, where can we open up a vortex? Where can we maintain a vortex? Oh, I can't say I felt an individual spirit there. But for something to feel that divine and light and enlightening, that goes beyond just crystals, iron, rocks. Even though I think the spirit and everything, it has a very high level of intelligence and bliss to it. And objects that people would say, those are inanimate objects. To me, don't elicit that level of bliss without a high degree of spirit or intelligence inside of them, in my opinion. But I feel like an informed opinion. I got to tell you, I didn't know what I was going to feel there, if I was going to feel like, yeah, a powerful vortex, but like it was going to be like silly energy or something or playful energy. I know this is just really divine energy. I'm going to take this and the Padre Peel Vortex because I think they're both wonderful templates. Why not have two templates? Why not merge with both of them and take them to Amy's Land and see if we can amp up Amy's Land and start to open up a vortex there? Now let's go to the National Center for Padre Pio, the vortex there. Now just quick background on how this center came about because I love this story. 1966, couple, they have a daughter. Doctors say she's got congenital defects. She's probably not even going to make it to her first birthday. Very sad. But the woman knows about, and this is over in Pennsylvania, I believe, woman knows of Padre Pio over in Italy. And she's praying to him. And she starts to get sense of flowers, roses, what she thinks is signs that Padre Pio is communicating with her. And then she hears Padre's voice, Padre Pio's voice, telling her to come without delay to see him. So they fly over to Italy, see him, praise over the girl. And in her heart, the mom says, God, if you heal my daughter through Padre Pio, I'll make sure everyone knows about your greatness and about Padre Pio. Well, you know the end of the story because now there's the National Center for Padre Pio in Bardo, PA. <laughs> go visit it. Oh, I feel like I'm there even though I didn't say to go there yet. I feel like I'm there. All right, let's go visit. Let's go, and but Padre Pio has been on my team since the inception of me having a spirit team. Uh, I love Padre Pio. He used to say something about a saint that doesn't laugh is a sad saint. Something like that. He liked to laugh. He liked. He had a sense of humor. If you're connected to the divine and spirit, you should be jovial, happy, carefree. I think that's what he was saying. 
So I, I like that I'm connecting with this energy, this vortex. It's subtler than the other one, so I got to be stiller to feel it. It is stiller. And I feel like Padre Pio is kind of laughing, saying, maybe you describe the Montana vortex as divine or whatever, because, you know, supernatural things happen there and other planes of existence. But this is divine. Like, this is, that's strong and powerful, but this is divine. So there are definitely evolved spirits, Sasquatches in my opinion, that are keeping the Montana vortex open or maintaining it or whatever, or just it's been there and they're using it. And for Padre Pio, this vortex is, this vortex is brought to you by the divine. This is a really subtle light and just lovely... Yeah, the other the Montana one felt heavier. This one feels a lot lighter. Yeah, as much as I could have spent the whole day in the other one, I can definitely spend the, my whole day in this one. Alright, so we're gonna take both of these and go straight away. I'm now connected with Padre Pio's vortex. I'm now connected also in part with the power of the Montana vortex. I have those two templates together, I think would make a great template because again spiritual energy is great but it's subtle the montana vortex is a lot more palatable most people don't meditate and keep their mind still their energy still and can't tap into the subtleties of stuff so i want the vortex on amy's land to have a little zhuzh to it a little power to it so i'm going to take the two of them together I got to hold them off to the side for a second just so I can feel Amy's land and feel see what it feels like. I don't want to walk in with the vortexes because I'm not going to be able to tell the difference. So let me put them over to this, <laughs> this side here. Yeah. There's part of me, probably the part of me that's tired, that doesn't want to let go. It's like, no, I, what? I, I hear what you're saying, mouth and thoughts, but we're not letting go. I like this. But let me pry, <laughs> pry, pry my hands off the parts of me that don't want to let go of that really blissful nice light sensation come on let go it's funny that my my i feel like my ankles are being the last to let go it's like the kid part of me like i don't want to let go you gotta let go wow i'm pretty much right down to the toes all right let go (laughs) let's go over to amy's land Amy's line feels neutral, like totally neutral. Right down the middle, not even a hair off the center, neutral. All right, well, let me get fully immersed, the rest of me immersed. And uh, I guess the average of other two vortexes, that vibration, that sense, that feeling with all the spirits and goodness and my whole spirit team. And I guess kind of like same as Reiki, let's take that and just hold it with the land, Amy's land, and let them communicate, talk, merge, change. I'm going to, yeah, hold this for at least a solid 10 minutes. And then I'll back it away and feel Amy's land and see if I feel a vibration increase. And then I can know pretty much extrapolate from there, like, oh, this is going to take five tries. Oh, no, it took on the first try. Like, I'll be able to tell. That theoretically, logically makes a lot of sense. All right, so I'll be back in 10. For you, it'll be three seconds.
Mm. You know, it's great if this becomes a place of healing. That just uh, spreads the word more about Padre Pio and healing and goodness in general. So that'd be a lovely conclusion to this story. I can feel the average of the land by itself and the combination of the two vortexes, Montana and Padre Pio's. I can feel them trying to like find some kind of new middle, new medium, raise the vibration of the area. Very... It's like I feel energy everywhere beyond my room. Just limitless energy, powerful, balanced. Definitely uh, a brightness with my eyes closed. Again, I could sit in this all day long. The Padre Pio alone was the best. The Vortex. That was the nicest. I could have sat in that. I would pick that over any of these. But this one, by all means, if very palatable, powerful, balancing, enlightening. I want to hold it another five minutes or so and then back it off, back off the templates, so to speak, the influencers, the changers, and just feel the land by itself again. And hopefully I feel some kind of difference. And hopefully it's not... (laughs) I don't want to do this a thousand times. Hopefully there's like a 25% change. Yeah, if there's a point something percent change or I can't even distinguish the change maybe I'll try one more two more times I'm not going into a place a thousand times to create a point to try and create a vortex if it takes that long that's not one of my purposes a lot of light coming from above oh and yeah I forgot at some point my ears really started ringing Uh, not crazy loud but 50% increase from not really hearing anything to like 50% ringing in my ears. That's that's something. Mm. What I really like about this land, I feel very grounded too. I feel a lot of energy in my feet. Ah, I feel like it's evening out now. Okay. Uh, I feel like the other... I just got chills because I was just about to say something and they confirmed it even before I got it out. The work has been done. Let me, now let me just check Amy's land. Whatever's going to be done for tonight has been done. Let me check Amy's land by itself again and see what I feel. I gotta shake off the the good chills that's still running up and down my spine. Thank you, everyone. Just, I have to specify. I just want to feel Amy's land and nothing else, please. Alright, I feel a 20%-ish difference. I was going to say 25 at first and I almost said 15. I'm like, why don't you just say 20? I feel a 20% increase, but in power, in vibration. But because it's new for this area, it does feel a little wobbly. Very slight. Not a lot. A little wobbly. So, it sounds like Amy's Land is going to be an ongoing feature. Let me see if just, I'll go in for another few minutes to see if we can help balance out the wobbly. Hmm. As it bounced, it feel like it even jumped up to 25%, 30%, 35%. Mm, we may only have to go back one more time. Maybe some kind of process was set in motion where it's on. And if if it's a true vortex, then a spirit is overseeing it. And if a spirit's always seeing it, a divine spirit's overseeing it, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> uh, 
you know, I don't really do anything anyway, if you're following along. They're doing all the work, I'm reporting. Okay, that went well. It's funny, I just looked down at my thing, it was 1-31-31 when I looked down at my recorder. It's not how the show's going to be, I'm going to cut out all the empty spaces. So, I hope you enjoyed this show. hope it was informative, entertaining, comments, questions. You can find me on Instagram at The Supernatural Explorer. You can email me at thesupernaturalexplorer at gmail.com. You can visit me at my website, thesupernaturalexplorer.blogspot.com. And anywhere you go, you can find ways to support the show, which is always greatly appreciated. All right, take care. Be well, everyone. Remember to cleanse your spirits in the light and love of the Niagara Waterfalls visual. Remember to do that. Just set that in motion for yourself and tell yourself, that's my will. That's always in motion. I'm always being cleansed. I'm always being enlightened. Set that in motion and see if it makes a difference in your life. See if it makes you feel lighter. Visualizations are very powerful when it comes to the spirit. Okay, that's it. Wrap it up. Great talking with you. Till next time, everyone. Peace.